Hello listeners, welcome to a new episode of AFM Storytime, Arena Fantasy Magazine's podcast for new and old authors of short stories. Short stories are a writer's best friend. It is a way to dip your toe into a new genre or to help you with writer's block. Short stories are not an easy form, but enjoyable nevertheless. Starting from Sunday the 22nd of January and every two weeks thereafter, I will be reading out a story that has been submitted to AFM. It will either be a winning entry to one of our competitions or a general submission. I'll also let you know why I chose to read it out. So sit back or lie down, put in your headphones and the story will begin shortly. I hope you enjoy. This episode's story is Road to Justice by Victoria Leave. This episode's story contains subjects that listeners might find distressing, so listener discretion is advised. The raiders had come and gone again. There was nothing left of the coin Arthur had gathered working at the repair shop all month. Even the piece of bread and a bag of carrots he'd hidden under his cot in the corner of Sunset Lodge's cheapest room were taken. The only thing making a blow a little more bearable was the fact he'd already paid this week's rent. The handful of raisins in his pocket helped to sweeten up the sour mood, if only a little. When Arthur had filled his stomach with the treat he'd meant to surprise Charlotte with, he went in search of a bigger meal. He had nothing left to trade and wouldn't receive his next payment from the repair shop for six more days. There was only one thing left he could do. He'd travel all the way to the coastline and waited an hour for the high tide to recede. Watching the waves splash against the rocks was a perfect distraction. He almost forgot what he was there for. Part of him wished he could stay staring at the blue horizon for eternity. Down the cliff, past two cave openings that filled with water every high tide and were of no interest to Arthur, there was an alcove in the rocks, only accessible from the beach when the water was at its lowest. Arthur liked to think the alcove used to be an important ritual site. It would have explained the spirits still lingering around the spot, even after hundreds of years of trash had piled up and given the place a new purpose. Being completely hidden, both from the land and the sea, people had started throwing their waste in the alcove. They didn't actually have to climb all the way down to do it. They'd just stand on top and let whatever they bought tumble down the cliff's edge and click-clang its way to the bottom. Someone's rubbish could become Arthur's treasure. He'd probably not find any riches, but certainly there would be something he could fix up and sell for a meal. People threw away the most peculiar things. The climb down had to be taken with utmost care. Arthur was still a bit short for some of the footholds and slipped once or twice during the descent. I'm taller than last year, he reminded himself. Last year, when the raiders had come and Arthur had to find a way to also pay rent for his little room at Sunset Lodge. In addition to the food, he'd taken a climb down the cliff with even more difficulty. Next year, I'll have no trouble at all. 
He hoped to be more prepared next year to not need the excursion. Even though the coast was beautiful and the waves crashing against the rocks had almost magical ability to wash away his worry, he'd rather stay away from the alcove. It was the spirits lingering round the ever-growing pile of dump. Arthur had yet to see them harm a soul, and most of the time they were simply floating around in circles, or going on about their routinely activities. He still got the creeps every time, though. Nearing the small tunnel entrance to the secluded dumpage, he already felt goosebumps rise up on his arms. Don't be silly, he muttered to himself. How many times have I done this now? Must be at least four. Never have they bothered me or even looked my way. Other than Big Billy, none of them acknowledge my presence at all. Big Billy is nice. Big Billy was one of the spirits. It wasn't actually his name, but Arthur didn't know his real name. He'd gotten his name due to his bulky size and because he resembled Billy from the butcher shop just a little. Arthur passed by the first of the spirits just outside the tunnel to the rubbish dump. They didn't usually wander off onto the beach. At least Arthur hadn't seen them do so. But Arthur did not visit the coast all that often. Cold shivers shook him as the spirit looked through him with cold grey eyes. Big Billy looked up from where he was sitting on top of a mound of litter and nodded a greeting to Arthur after he'd squeezed through the alcove. Arthur didn't want to be rude, so he nodded back to the ghost. Then he started to sort through the pile, right at the entrance, doing his very best to ignore the other spirits lingering around. Big Billy moved closer to observe his search. Slowly, reluctantly, he moved deeper into the alcove. Knowing real well he'd already found everything of worth from the first piles during his previous visits. Braving up, he shoveled past a pair of spirits, having a heated argument. Arthur couldn't hear. They probably didn't hear him either, but he still muttered an excuse me when he got too close. One of his hands brushed through one of them. The ghost didn't even blink an eye, but Arthur felt a shizzle of electricity pass through him, and he pulled away in a rush, backing into a pile of corroded metal mixed with something rotten behind him. Pieces of metal clanged and shifted at the collision with the boy. Two big carriage wheels slid off the top, almost hitting Arthur as they fell to the narrow pathway between the heaps. All of the balance in the metal rot filled pile suddenly shifted and threatened to collapse on him. While you take all that in, let's have a quick break and then we'll find out what happens next. Hello writers! Are you a writer and are you tired of looking at an empty page? Do you suffer from writer's block where you are itching to write but cannot? Do not worry dear writer, just head to arenafancymagazine.net where you will find a selection of writing competitions to smash that writer's block wall down. The link is arenafancymagazine.net forward slash competitions. Head there now. Your inner muse will thank you for it. And now, let's get back to the story. He took off in a run towards the entrance with the metal objects clanging behind him. There had to be another way to find a meal. An unexpected pst 
stopped Arthur from squeezing out of the alcove altogether. When he'd reached the tight entrance, he turned around to see Big Billy pointing at something in the metal pile that had stopped collapsing in on itself. It wasn't the first time Big Billy had tried to communicate with Arthur, but it surprised him every time. He turned his eyes in the direction of Big Billy's finger. Something glinted in a rare ray of sunlight, reaching down to the cavity in the earth, something that would most certainly buy Arthur a meal and lodging for a whole year. Carefully, Arthur approached the pile of metal once more, making sure not to touch the two spirits that hadn't moved from their previous spot. He couldn't believe his eyes. Right there in the middle of the pile of rubbish, a sword was sticking out, one embellished with a golden handle and delicate guard design. Arthur spared a look at eagerly nodding Bill, Big Billy before reaching out to grab the weapon. As soon as he touched the handle, he felt a sudden shift in the air. From the corner of his eye, he saw the two spirits he'd passed just a moment ago staring right at him and a spike of fear passed through him. Without a second thought, he pulled the weapon out of its resting place in a one swift movement and held it up in front of him. It was heavier than he expected and his hands shook with the weight of the metal. As he looked around the dirty alcove, all of the spirits still lingering around floated closer to him, eyes pouring into his very soul. On quivering feet, he backed towards the alcove entrance, doing his best to keep his one-of-a-kind find up as a barrier between him and the suddenly very interested ghosts. He didn't reach the entrance before he was completely surrounded. As one, the spirits dropped down to one knee, bowing their heads. King Arthur, Big Billy whispered from his own kneeling position. With your permission, we'll pass on to the everlasting grace of the Sun God. The boy looked at them in astonishment. But I'm no king, I'm just a mechanic. At your will, we will serve you for eternity, the spirit whispered back, his voice scratchy and sore from not being used for a long time. Serve me, I do don't understand. Arthur wasn't scared any more. He was worried and confused and didn't understand what Big Billy was trying to say to him. The spirit gave him a sad smile. It is in your power to release us or bind us from eternity. Then I will release you. His voice was shaking a little and the words came out in a buff. But as soon as he said them, a gust of wind blew through the alcove, taking all the spirits within with it. With a last smile, Big Billy's whispers blew into the alcove. You will conquer words and bring justice upon the people of Tantalon, King Arthur. Then he too was gone. Left alone in the alcove, it suddenly felt even more unwelcoming. He rushed out and back up the cliff, struggling to climb even more with the weight of the sword pulling him down. Back in his room at Sunset Lodge, he decided not to sell the sword. This was the beginning of the resistance. People of Dantalon would be free from the injustice. Author Bio Victoria Leave is a writer, reader, nature lover and traveller at heart. She has 
been travelling through magical worlds since a very young age and want more than anything to share the wonder with everyone else eager to escape from all things mundane. In her everyday life, she found the magic in her partner, who gave her the courage to move out of Estonia, the country she was born in, to an equally small but more known country of the Netherlands. Her partner was also the one who encouraged and supported her throughout the writing process of Through Hell and High Water. You can find her at vicwritesbooks.com. That is V-I-C for Charlie, W-R-I-T for Tommy, E for Echo, S, books.com. Editor's Thoughts So why did I pick this story to read out today? Well, this story starts off very unassuming, but takes you on a rags riches journey. It starts off with a guy that has had, you know, been robbed um, and has lost everything. And, you know, he speaks to ghosts and he finds a magical sword. Um, This is in my opinion, a classic retelling of an Arthurian legend. And it takes me back to when I was younger, where I was reading all these books about King Arthur and his Knights of the Round Table. And I think that is where I got my interest in fantasy. And in my opinion, this story could be part of a larger project. And I'd like to uh, congratulate Victoria Leave on winning um, December's competition with this brilliant entry. It's not all about my thoughts though. Uh, We are looking for thoughts from our listeners uh, about the story and the podcast in general. So with regards to the story, did you like the story? What did you like about the story? What didn't you like about the story? Uh, Anything you'd like to see in our podcast or anything that you want us to remove? Uh, you can leave your comment via Twitter, which is at ArenaFantasyMA1. We are also on Instagram, Arena Fantasy Magazine, and also Facebook, Arena Fantasy Magazine. And never know, we could read your comment out on the next episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to AFM Storytime. I really appreciate you giving me your time and listening to me telling stories which I like. If you do want to submit a story, email submissions at arenafantasymagazine.net and I will speak to you soon. Thank you.